Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today, we're going to be talking about contingency planning in retirement, more specifically, long-term care. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Eric? Doing fantastic. We're well into 2019, as you know, and uh, there's a lot of topics we could be talking about. And this is going to be an interesting one because I've spoken to people about long-term care before. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know there's a lot of importance wrapped around this one subject, and there's a lot of misinformation out there as well. And there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is that people have a hard time envisioning what might be down the road for them. Yeah, absolutely. One thing for me personally is I really never thought about long-term care ever, really, I'll be honest, never ever did I think about long-term care until I had an aunt that she developed Alzheimer's. And so that was a huge learning situation for me to see what the family went through. I was really removed, wasn't close as far as in proximity to them, but just knowing what was going on with the family, going up and visiting as much as we could. And there was a lot of things that I learned through that process, but I had always kind of been of the mindset, the main thing in retirement for me, or or when I get older, is to make sure that I have enough money or enough income in retirement. And I would guess that's true for most people. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's where people should be focused. Thinking about, will they have enough? Mm Mm-hmm. Envisioning that last 30 years, you know, people retire around 65, exactly, exactly. 60, 68, 69, and they have a, a long period of time. And income is really the primary focus, but they do need to be concerned about some other areas or some other expenses that might come about. Yeah. And, and what are those expenses? What can some of those expenses be? We really try to have these long discussions with our clients about how they envision this period of time in their life. And everyone wants something a little bit different in retirement. Mm-hmm. Some of us want to retire early. Others want to ch- continue working. Some want new challenges or engagement where income isn't the primary motivator. But at some point, people are going to transition from something into something else. Mm-hmm. As we discussed in our last podcast, we try to help our clients understand how they might be spending now and when they retire. So my feeling is that it's really important to think about what this future might look like and what those potential expenses might be during this long period of time. Mm -hmm. And as an example, back to your original question, healthcare comes to mind as one of those really big unknowns. Yeah, We just don't know how life will unfold. If we're healthy now, we think we're going to be healthy forever. And God willing, that's true. We just don't know. Yeah. We know how expensive healthcare is. Mm -hmm. And we know as we age, there's a greater chance of needing healthcare. I would say that it's pretty inevitable that most of us will have to deal with the healthcare system at some point in our lives. Now, I'm blessed. I mean, I will be very, very honest. I am very blessed. I own my own company. 
And my wife works for a wonderful organization and she carries our health care. And it is fantastic health care. So I really don't have to worry about anything at this point. But my question is, when we retire years and years and years down the road, I don't exactly know what kind of health care is out there, but wouldn't health insurance take care of most of the expenses during retirement? Yes, and it really does. But there are expenses that health insurance really won't take care of. Let me kind of just set that scene. At age 65, when many people are approaching retirement or are retired, there's a Medicare Mm -hmm. and it's available to all citizens and it offers actually great benefits. You'll have to supplement the Medicare Part A with some additional insurance that does cost a bit of money. But when you add in these supplemental plans, it's really a comprehensive health insurance package, similar to what I'm hopeful you have now, you and your wife. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into Medicare in future podcasts because I think there's so much there. It's really actually complicated and it really deserves its own podcast. So we'll get into that. This Medicare and this supplemental insurance and, and prescription drug benefits, they're not necessarily inexpensive but they really do provide comprehensive planning. But what they don't cover can be significant depending upon your situation. So we want to make sure that our clients are taking that into consideration. I know you said you're going to do a podcast on Medicare specifically to dive deeper in, but before we get off that subject, if it's so comprehensive, what's the concern then? If you don't mind touching on that for a moment. Yeah, a lot of custodial care is not covered by Medicare. So Medicare is going to cover you for doctor visits, prescription drugs, hospitalization, any illness issues that you have. And that's when people think about healthcare, that's what they really think about. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to cover a lot of expenses that are, are deemed to be really healthcare driven, but more custodial, more maintenance, more living, helping you if you need care in the home transferring from place to place, or if you need to be in a nursing facility, Medicare is not likely to cover those expenses. Hmm. Do you have any, just to kind of make it more concrete, do you have any examples that you can give us of a real life scenario that you've seen play out? Yeah. And I, I think that's really important is to think about an example, but we never really know how this is all going to play out. So this is just one example. Mm-hmm. Jim and Susie, our age is 70 and 65, and they're both in good health, active, and enjoying life. Jim begins to experience some tremors, which worsen over time. And he's eventually diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, which mm. is a progressive nervous system disorder. And in the final stages of this disease, Jim will likely need significant help with what we call activities of daily living dressing, transferring, Mm -hmm. toileting, eating, pretty significant needs. And Susie and the kids may not be able to attend to these needs or they may not want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may not be available. It just, it may be too difficult. So the family may be forced to hire caregivers who can come into the home. These healthcare providers will be really vital to both Jim and Susie, but Medicare probably won't offer any reimbursement. Mm. So Jim and Susie are on their own when it comes to this expense. And this home care can really be expensive, especially if it's needed, you know, 12 to 24 hours a day. Yeah. That can 
really add up. If you have professionals coming into the house, that just becomes expensive. Mm -hmm. So Jim may become dependent and it, it may be best for him not to be in a, at home, but actually in a facility like a nursing home or assisted living facility. So that's if things get really progressive and, and get much worse. So while the facility may not be the family's first choice, it might be the best option for all. Jim might get the best care there mm -hmm. and it might provide more relief for the family. So when that happens, if that happens, there's going to be no reimbursement for Medicare for this kind of custodial care. And unfortunately, this kind of care is just really expensive. So in the Boston area and many parts of the country, we're talking upwards of ten dollars to $15,000 per month in today's wow. dollars. That can be well over $120,000 per year. So assuming that this care, this kind of serious care may not be necessary for 10 years from now. So when Jim turns 80, inflation could drive up that cost. If we just assume a 5% healthcare expense inflation, which is what we've seen recently, hmm. the annual cost for Jim could rise to almost $190,000 a year. Wow. And that'll keep on increasing as long as Jim's alive. Yeah. So think about Jim needing care from age 81 to age 85. That's five years worth of care. That's total cost of care might be well over a million dollars. Yeah. When we're thinking about that as a potential liability, we don't know how this disease will play out for Jim and for the family, mm -hmm. but we have to consider it. So when we add, if we're doing their planning, and we did do their planning, we add this potential liability to their plan, it became clear that they'd have to make some serious adjustments to their goals. So keeping the second home for the kids is probably not possible anymore. Mm-hmm. So while Jim can enjoy it for the time being, it's likely that at some point in the future, they'll have to make other arrangements. So the question should just be asked, when do they sell it? It's also pretty expensive to maintain now. They've owned it for 30 years and it's appreciated significantly. And when it's sold, there'll be capital gains tax. So that can be significant. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is just these are tough conversations to have. And while Jim and Susie have enough assets, they've planned really well for their retirement, they haven't necessarily taken into account this expense, yeah. this potential expense. And it is disappointing. It's uh, no one's happy about it. Unfortunately, they don't need to make any immediate decisions, but these are things that they'll have to be thinking about over time. Yeah. And this is a heartbreaking story. And, and I'm sure you've heard many of these, or we've seen a lot of examples of these. Is there anything that they could have done differently before it got to this point? Yes and no. I think families with limited financial assets might qualify for Medicaid, which is for those families that don't have very much money. Mm -hmm. And Medicaid is a government program which does pay for custodial care. But most of our clients are not going to qualify for Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And they aren't willing to give away their assets to qualify for this government benefit. Hmm. We have that discussion. Do you want to give away your assets so that you might qualify for Medicaid? And frankly, most of them can't do that. Yeah. It just is, is an impossibility. Whenever we're having these discussions, we always bring in the estate planning attorney that specializes in these kinds of strategies. Mm -hmm. But the answer is there's really not a heck of a lot they could have done previously 
except possibly purchase some sort of insurance that would cover the cost of that kind of care. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is in today's world, we're living longer and healthier, and that's good news. And the bad news is, is that those last years of life may not always be that comfortable and could become expensive. Again, we just don't know how it's going to play out. So we always recommend that our clients prepare for this possibility. Contingency planning. No one knows how life unfolds. Most of the people I know want to live an active, healthy life forever. And then when their time is up, they just want to expire. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? That's the ideal as far as I'm concerned yep. for, for a lot of our clients. But unfortunately, we just can't predict this outcome. You just can't dial it up. Yeah, We've got to consider these worst case scenarios and situations and ask questions. Our clients that are healthy and approaching retirement, we want to have those conversations about long-term care. Mm-hmm. What might this look like for you and your family? Can either spouse fulfill this need for the other? And for how long? Which child might step in and help? Is the house suitable for a long-term care situation? Mm -hmm. Many homes have two or three floors and seniors and elderly people that have physical handicaps may not be able to get to the second floor, which is where the bedroom might be. Mm -hmm. So again, these are questions that we just need to consider before there's a need. And then you get into the financial aspects of it. Will the surviving spouse be okay? So if assets need to be liquidated and expensed for long-term care, is that survivor going to be financially okay? And then if you do need to liquidate assets, which assets will be liquidated? And then how will children or or the grandkids be affected? Mm -hmm. I have clients that have expected an inheritance and were told that inheritance would be forthcoming. But as life went on, it didn't play out that way. Unfortunately, there was a, one of the parents had long-term care expenses. The mm-hmm. estate was liquidated over time. And there was very little passed on to the child. Yeah. And frankly, this is devastating. Again, it's just that conversation to have with family. Many families have enough assets to pay for these expenses, but many of them don't want to spend the money that isn't reimbursed by an insurance company. They just don't want to spend it. Mm-hmm. And they procrastinate hiring care providers. And I think that's sad, frankly. Yeah. They have enough money, but they just don't want to spend it. So again, it's, that's another reason to consider having insurance to pay that expense. I just go into this kind of detail is only to express how important it is to have that conversation with the family, with your advisors, and then to tell everyone really what you want and when you want it. Yeah, I can imagine that just having this conversation within a family is pretty difficult because nobody knows, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. We don't have a crystal ball. If we do have one, it's fake. (laughs) It doesn't work anyway. We won't know the future. And how can a family really truly prepare when you don't know what's coming? Yeah, and I think that's the key. And we're not predicting anything. Matter of fact, there's a good chance that long-term care won't be necessary. But if it is, it's really important to have just those conversations and think about the worst case. Hard to do, but important. Mm -hmm. You've touched on long-term care insurance a few times. We talked about it a little bit earlier. There's a lot of information out there. A lot of it is not good. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that eh, long term care, you really, it's really not necessary. It's just kind of a waste of money. Problem is that there's another person that says it's the best thing ever. You need to have it or else there could be catastrophic consequences. 
So trying to wade our way through this information, it's just mind boggling. It sounds kind of expensive and it, it is definitely complicated because of the different issues that you could face. What is your take on that? I mean, how, how do we dispel the rumors or the myths truly with all this long-term care insurance issues? Yeah, I've, I've heard all, all of this as well. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and, uh, and it is expensive and it is complicated and there's lots of moving parts and there's lots of options that you need to consider. I do believe that it should be part of a conversation about long-term care for the family. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the options that you might want to include in planning. So despite its complexity, despite its costs, the benefits are and can be important. And I think families need to consider it. And there's also a middle ground. You may not be able to or want to insure 100% of your long-term care expense, but having some coverage or benefits may be better than not having anything. Mm -hmm. The cash flow issue, the expense of the product, I don't think should dissuade you from looking at it as an alternative because you can really dial up any kind of cost that you want. What I'd like to do is to spend another podcast on the topic of long-term care insurance and really talk about the contracts, how they work, the different options for policyholders, and what might be appropriate for people in certain situations. Yeah, I would love that. I, if you could please, 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 on the next podcast, bring some examples of cost, because I think that that is one of the big, somebody says, oh, it's really expensive. Well, what in their mind is expensive compared to having to pay $15,000 a year out of pocket for, or excuse me, $15,000 a month out of pocket for full-time care, the policy might not be expensive at all, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> compared to that. So can you bring some examples of what some numbers could look like in certain situations? I know it's not going to fit everybody because everybody's health is different. There's all sorts of factors, but if there's some sort of idea of what a policy like this costs, that would be great for a foundation for people to kind of say, okay, well, that's definitely something I should at least look into. I think the, sure. the expensive word really scares people off a lot of times. Yeah. Something is expensive only in the absence of value. Uh, true. Yep. And so you, we, we all decide what's of value to us. And if someone never needs long-term care, then that policy might have been an expensive policy. Mm-hmm. But if someone does not need long-term care, then the premium is... It's the best thing is, they ever bought. <laughs> exactly. Well worth yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Peter, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to that next podcast to, to dive deeper into this. Great. Right. Thanks, Eric. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. 
Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.